Yeah Moonla. This is a mini-zode to give you a glimpse of the Conchal International Film Festival 2022. Caracaramo is a media partner and I got to sit down with a few filmmakers to talk about their film and how important it is to create spaces for Caribbean voices from across the region and from the diaspora to be heard. I hope this will inspire you to buy a ticket and attend the festival and support Caribbean cinema. My name is Amir Ether Valen. I'm from Trinidad. I'm a Trinidadian filmmaker. But the film that I have in this festival is from Cuba, where I studied for three years. And what is uh, the film that you're presenting at the Conchal International Film Festival? The film is The Whisper of the Leaves, or El Susuro de las Hojas. Um, and it's about, it's a quiet meditation on the lives of three land workers, three elderly land workers from the outskirts of Cuba. A small village in Cuba. Is this your first film? No, um, it's an exercise like all of the other short films that I did there, but this was one of the last. This was the first film of my third year at Escuela Internacional de Cine. Um, mm -hmm. So it was the second to last film that I did, my pre-thesis assignment. So just to know a little bit more about you, and uh, your connection to Caribbean cinema. What's your first memory of a Caribbean film? To be honest, I can't remember my first memory because I hadn't been exposed to a lot of Caribbean films in Trinidad. They don't show a lot outside of film festivals. So my first memory most likely would have been when I started to be more interested in becoming a filmmaker and started to go to the film festivals and stuff more. I'm sure I, I looked at everything, so I can't, I don't have a first memory, but I think it would have been one of the films at one of the film festivals, probably around 2015, 2016 or so, so yeah, very yeah. recently. Okay, don't worry, it's, uh, it's, it happens to a lot of us anyway. <laughs> um, so how did you find out about the Concha International Film Festival? This I was trying to remember as well because I can't I can't exactly remember the exact moment. But I think earlier this year I was just trying to submit my films to as much film festivals as possible and just trying to be present in the festival space right after leaving film school. I left in 2020, but um, because of the pandemic, it felt it feels like I just left because um, those these last two years haven't been um, two years of much activity for me as a filmmaker. I'm ju I've just been trying to readapt to my life in Trinidad after coming back from Cuba for three years. So um, I think I heard about the festival through a bulletin, um, a, period, a monthly newsletter type email thing that my school sends out or my school in addition to Fundacion del Nuevo Cine Latino Americano um that they send out by email about news about what's going on in in the latin american cinema space as well as caribbean cinema space and this may have been one of the festivals that i saw there and thought it was important to send my film to so i'm curious because i i don't speak spanish i mean i took spanish when i was in in high school but you know and so it's hard for me to to have access to Spanish-speaking films. So it's kind of hard for me to have an idea of how the Cuban cinema industry 
I mean, their perception of the Caribbean cinema industry. Do they feel like they belong to the Caribbean cinema industry or do they think they're aside from it? And this is, a great, this is a great question because this is something that I think about all of the time. Um, before going to Cuba, I didn't have any experience with, a, well, a lot of experience interacting with Hispanic people or the any knowledge at all of the Latin American side of the industry, Spanish speaking film industry. Um, after being into Cuba, which is an international film school, I met people there from all over the world, but especially Latin America, every single country from Latin America, I met there in those three years. And um, it's very interesting, the perception of what Caribbean means. When I went there, um, because before, for 22 years of my life in Trinidad, being Caribbean for most people was um, Jamaica, Barbados, Guyana, Trinidad. That's what Caribbean was. When I went to Cuba, what the Caribbean was, was Cuba, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, um, even Nicaragua, Costa Rica. That was what Caribbean was there. So the perception of what Caribbean was was different. So that's why I think festivals like these, Caribbean film festivals, are important to integrate the French-speaking, Spanish-speaking, and in English-speaking Caribbean islands um, to show the similarities and differences that we have. Because when I looked at films there in Cuba, um, even just interacting with Cuban people and, and Hispanic people, there are a lot of differences in culture that I had to get accustomed to. When I came back to Trinidad, I had to remember what it was like living in English-speaking Caribbean, which is very different as well. They have very different cultural norms. So in Cuba, I don't think they know of a lot of um, films from like the English-speaking Caribbean because they don't get as much as exposure, I think, um, as much as Cuba and Dominican Republic and even Puerto Rico, for example. From what I've seen there, um, just because of things like language, it's easier for a Spanish speaker to just to want to look at a Spanish film, um, Spanish language film. And same likewise for Trinidadians as well. I think a lot of Trinidadians would be would see a film with subtitles and, and be turned off just because of that alone. Um, so I think it's something that the audience as well needs to be accustomed to or get acclimatized to, to open themselves up to a whole new world of cinema. In Cuba, um, they highly regard themselves as Caribbean, but also highly regard themselves as Latin America. So um, they look at a lot of films from Latin America and, and, and Cuba, but especially, and, and the Caribbean, but especially countries from Dominican Republic, Cuba, Puerto Rico, these types of countries. But the interesting thing about Cuba in general is that in a lot of places, I travel a lot in when I was in Cuba because of my specialty, documentary direction. I had to travel a lot to get to know a lot of different types of people from a lot of different areas. And almost everywhere, there was such a big cinema culture where random people in random, normal, regular, what we would consider as regular people who are not involved in the arts or the industry or anything like this, would know about the entire filmography of um, Bresson and Alfred Hitchcock and, and all of these people, because that's what they are custom, have been accustomed 
looking at on repeat all of the time because they are so culturally ingrained with with good films and these kinds of things. Mm. So it's very interesting. I really like what you said about how the audience isn't used to watch films with subtitles. Just because you see subtitles, you just go, no, it's not for me. And I think it's also, I mean, last year I did a panel about how to create a film in a multilingual um, space. I think, I don't remember the, the correct title, but you know, it was about how filmmakers, Caribbean filmmakers need also to think about their creations as products that will reach different audiences that don't speak, that speak different languages. Yeah. And, um, and that reminds me also, you know, in South Korea, everything is subtitled. When you go to the movies, everything is subtitled. So they're used to watch films, I mean, foreign films only with subtitles. There's no dubbing. And, uh, I hope we'll get to this so people feel accustomed to this kind of consumption. And um, and so it will become easier for the films to travel from one country to the other. Yeah. Because dubbing costs a lot of money. Good dubbing costs a lot of money. And if we use subtitles, the accessibility will be easier for everybody in the region and then of course, on the inter international scene. So yeah. it's something to talk about. And also I think um, with dubbing, you lose something so special, um, which is the natural way in which people had delivered their lines in their original language, which was one of the things that I learned when I went there to Cuba. At first, I just tried translating everything. Um, but when I started to really understand and speak Spanish and be integrated with the communication, not just speaking the language, but communicating person to person. I felt like I was a different person. I didn't even feel like the same person who was the English speaking Amir. I felt like a completely different person. Um, and I think when I looked at Spanish films that I had seen before, Spanish language films, I understood them in a whole different way, knowing the language. Um, or just by hearing the way that they delivered lines and stuff. And I think um, that is lost with things like dubbing and stuff and subtitles help because with subtitles you have to read, but you can still hear the way in which somebody delivered, even if there wasn't subtitles. Mm -hmm. If you are being uh, perceptive, you can understand just by their body language and their facial expressions and their tone of voice, um, which is what most interested me when I went up there to Cuba, which is why this film that I have in, in the festival in Gongsha barely has any dialogue at all, because a lot of the communication is through facial expressions and body language, um, and just the visual language of the film itself, because all of this communicate much more than words to me, because I myself, I'm not someone who talks a lot for interviews and stuff I talk, but, in general in life i'm like more introverted quiet person and i'm very observant and when i went to cuba i the first thing i started i tried to do because i didn't speak the language at first when i went to cuba i didn't know any spanish at all so the first thing i i tried to do 
was look at how I can relate to people there who are very different than me, but see the commonalities that we shared. And um, even though I, I met people who were very different, there were little seeds of similarities that I shared with them and they shared with me that we could connect, even if we couldn't speak the language. So at my school as well, there were people who were French speakers who couldn't speak Spanish, people who were from Brazil who couldn't speak Spanish or English. So we had to find different ways to communicate with each other, but we all connected. And that's the important thing I think with film festivals like these that show films from the Caribbean that are of different languages. You can still see similarities that we all share, even though we are very different, there are always things that are common with us. And films can show us and help us to connect with each other to make us feel more close and connected. So with uh, your films, what kind of message would you like to send to the world? Well, a little bit of what I was just speaking about, um, about how we are all connected because, but the way I'm a very spiritual person and the way that I, I view things. So with this film, especially <clears throat> this film shows that how nature is connected to people and people are connected to animals, animals are connected to nature and everything is connected. Um, the concept when I was developing this film, I wanted to show, I was thinking about how the life of an ant to me is no less than the life of a human, even though some people could just disregard it's just an ant. Um, but to me, I saw how everything was connected and every everyone unnecessary for each other to help each other to be better persons, and not just persons, but animals and nature and everything. So um, developing this sense of empathy is something that I'm very passionate about. When I think about films that I want to do, I just want to help people to feel connected with each other and feel connected with not, not just each other, but their internal environment as well and their external environment. Yeah, uh, there's a quote from Andrei Tarkovsky, who is my favorite filmmaker, who influences all the work that I do. Don't try to convey your ideas or explain to the audience what you're trying to say. Just show them life and they will find within themselves the means to access and appreciate it. And that's kind of what I try to do with all my films, just show people life and hope that they will see that life and feel connected to it. I really, really loved your films. And, you know, I'm not someone into, you know, documentary, experimental stuff. I'm very basic. But when I watched your film, it was so poetic. And like you said, there's, there was no dialogue. And I didn't, I didn't even realize there was no dialogue maybe until like two minutes before the end of the film because I got so hooked on the images and the sound. You, you could hear the, the leaves and all that and So it's like you created a universe and you put you put me right into it and I I just loved it. So thank you so much, Amir. Thank you. Yeah, that's the way I when I'm observant. So that's that's what you have to do when you observe, you have to listen. And that was very important when I was working with my sound designer. Um we spoke a lot about how we were going to connect everyone through the sound design. Um this was the first film that I did with 5.1 surround sound audio as well. So we, we had this extra dimension of sound to play with. So we use that to help show, to help 
tell the story of connectivity that I wanted to, to tell. So through the visual language and the sound language, we wanted to use it to tell the story of connectivity. Um, so I'm glad to hear that it worked for you. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much. Right, thank you.